Once COVID-19 hit, I knew I wanted to restart this podcast. Like many of my friends, I'm sure you're wondering how to date right now. So pardon the lower quality audio of my guests, and let's get to talking about how to date right now. Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm Greg Schwartz, your dating coach. Men like you have sent in questions about dating and sex. I have a group of women that are going to answer your questions, and I'll help clarify their answers so you hear exactly what these women want and why. Send in your questions at debugdating.com slash questions. Now, ladies, please introduce yourselves. My name is Dee, and I've lived in a bunch of places all over the U.S., but I grew up in Texas, and I'm in my early 40s. After you've met me for a little bit, you would think that I was sparkly and fun and optimistic, but also like has her shit together and gets work done. What I would be looking for in a partner would be somebody interesting and fun and curious, yet stable and devoted. And those are sometimes contradictory, but I'm hopeful that I can find them in one person. Um, I grew up all over the place. And so I feel like I have a perpetual new kid syndrome, which makes me really adaptable, kind of a chameleon. I can generally get to know and connect with anyone uh, within a few minutes of meeting them. And I really love people, which has made this whole COVID-19 experience especially difficult. Um, I consider myself an extrovert, pretty bubbly, uh, maternally optimistic, insatiable curiosity. I work as a strategy director at an ad agency. And so um, I'm kind of on the pulse of what's culturally happening. Yeah, it's been hard to be sequestered in my little bubble of an apartment these days. I'm honestly not one of those people who has a list or a set of criteria. I think I know it when I see it. And to be honest, I've dated a lot of different types of people in the past. I like honesty and somebody who's themselves, who knows who they are and who lives their truth, (laughs) whatever that means. Are you finding right now that you want sex more or less than before? Oh my God. So much more than I ever thought was possible. (laughs) That's all I'll say. And you know, what's really funny is I'll go on walks around my block, long walks around the block. And I'll see other women peering outside of their windows, looking at men taking jogs on the street and the thirst, the animalistic thirst in their eyes. (laughs) It's so palpable. They're just longing out the window, please. I think we're all feeling that way. Maybe that's just me. Am I projecting? (laughs) It's just me. Um... I tend to go through waves and I don't think it's coronavirus dependent. And thankfully for me currently, there's not a super strong urge. And I'm very grateful for that. Is thoroughly shocked. (laughs) I guess it is just me. (laughs) You know, we're a sample of two here, so it's fine. Oh my God. What do you think are the main types of video dates? Because, you know, normally we've got coffee dates and dinner dates and hiking dates and movie dates. What do you think are sort of the types of video dates? Can I ask a dumb question from a male perspective? Totally. Okay. So when you're on it, have you done online dates like in the coronavirus age? I've been taking a dating break for the last month and a half, but I've done FaceTime dates before. So go ahead. 
a lot of my friends are in the same boat, by the way. They're like, I'm taking a break during the coronavirus to focus on myself. I'm like, fine. Because I genuinely <laughs> want advice right now. Because one limitation is that you can only see my face. And you know, when you're on an actual date, you're kind of checking them out from a 360 perspective. Like, what does their ass look like? What do their legs look like? What is their body? You know what I mean? Do they work out? And so like, how do you have a date where you're showing physically your whole self without being too like, okay, I'm just going to pan right now. And so here's me. You know what I mean? I totally do. (laughs) Two things. One, honestly, just flat out saying, I'm really curious to see the outfit that you're wearing. Or frankly, I'm just really curious to see the rest of your body. Can you set the phone down and scoot back Really, with the right person? They're just like, cool. I actually want to see the same thing. So sure, I'll go first or you go first or whatever. Being very honest about what you want to check out. Maybe not. Can you point the the camera down? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the, you know, only a video date if you're naked. That's a a bit much. (laughs) The other thing that you can definitely do, particularly for ladies, you can say, I'm wearing this really cute jacket, skirt, whatever, check it out. And then once you have shown him something, then you can say, I'd love to see the slacks you're wearing or whatever. Yeah. And just say, you know, would you show me? So this is something that I actually teach people. When you want someone to open up to you emotionally, if you ask them to open up to you emotionally, it sometimes works, but often doesn't. But if you open up to them, then they feel also encouraged to open up in return. So you can do the same thing on a video date by doing the same thing physically. Mm. Yeah, because the one virtual date that I've been on, the guy made a comment like, oh, I kind of like virtual dating because I don't really have to make an effort. I can just kind of roll out of bed and have a virtual date. And yeah, you're putting thumbs down. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, me too. But I did kind of make an effort. So now I feel like I put on mascara (laughs) or an owl onesie. But, you know, I think what might be fun is actually to have like a theme or a costume first date. And so then there would be excuses of what does your pirate outfit look like? And then you have to show it off and it's fun and it shows personality and all that stuff. When I do get one of these dates, I'll suggest that. Any other types of dates that you would want to see us? I don't know. I think any date that exposes a side to someone that's surprising or unexpected or interesting is probably fun, right? Like if you have a creative talent, like music, like play some music. Or if you have been enjoying a book recently, I mean, like I said, I'm into the mundane. So you can read a passage from page 37 of a random book and we can go there. I don't, I feel like, expectations are necessarily lower during this time. But as long as you're sharing a part of yourself that is genuine and enthusiastic, then I think that that's all that matters. Sounds like part of that is the classic passion is what's really attractive to me. Yeah, or just authenticity. And if your life is really boring right now, and you have nothing to share, that's also fine. Just have a fun conversation. And and maybe it can be kind of low stakes. I'm, I'm thinking about my assumptions you see someone's dating app and it looks like they lead a very colorful interesting life and I'm sure that's true but at this point in time we're all at home and there's only so much you can really do at home so I feel like if you're having a FaceTime at home or walking around the block and you want to point at a tree that can be interesting it doesn't really matter I feel like a connection is a connection so guys just uh summarizing here 
overall, it's really more about the connection than you needing to plan some specific thing. But it is important for you to dress up, doubly so if she actually reminds you of that fact. And you can also do some fun theme things to make it more interesting, like make a theme to the date of something you're going to wear, like a costume. Or it even could be a theme to the date, like let's both have a certain drink to drink or some kind of food to share. So even if we're not actually sharing the things really, we're virtually sharing them. Oh my God, that would be amazing if someone like sent me something or dropped something off at my apartment so we could both be drinking the same thing in the moment. Yes, I'm into that. That would be a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Instacart or some kind of delivery to you. Yeah, that would be cute. Super connected, but not. Nice. Yet another idea, gentlemen. Usually women talk about looking at the linked Instagram accounts that a lot of dating profiles have. Given that we're in a pandemic, are you looking at those? And if so, what are you looking for? So last night I did go poke around on his Instagram because one of the things he put with, he was like handy around the house and handy around the kitchen. And I said, tell me more. And he was like, what'd you make for dinner? I'll tell you what I made for dinner. And here's my Instagram and you should go look. And there was like a bunch of impressive food. And I was like, you make pork buns. That's amazing. amazing. Uh, So that was fun. And, but normally when I look at Instagram, it's sort of to filter out terribleness like things that I have personal aversions to. What's an example of that, just so they understand what you mean? Well, for me personally, I'm not into a lot of sports, for example. So if their entire thing is all about sports, then like there's very little we'll have in common as far as things to do. That's just a personal preference. It's not like a socially deviant thing to like sports. Absolutely. I don't care that much about Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on any social media platforms unless you consider LinkedIn, which isn't really social media. It's kind of like your resume. So yeah, I don't take that stuff too seriously. But if they are making it a point to feature it, then I guess I look for like sociopathic cues. Like is this person only alone and they're taking selfies in weird places? Because that told me something about who they are. But In general, I have pretty low expectations when it comes to social media because I think social media is kind of a fraud anyway. Another thing in Instagram that turns me off is if they have a bunch of like, I'm in Vegas getting table service and I'm surrounded by a bunch of women with tiny little dresses that barely wrap around their butt. And I'm like, if that's your scene, that's not my scene. Great. What are your top two languages of love? Definitely for me, touch, which is especially hard during the pandemic. (laughs) And uh, words of affirmation, which I guess is not that hard during the pandemic. There's always ways to recognize and appreciate someone, even if they're remote. What about you, Dee? My number one is words of affirmation and two is touch. So you're same too, just in slightly different order, I think. I mean, I like all of them. I feel like it's hard for me to find preference because who doesn't like acts of service? Like I would not say no to that. Most people say that they like most of them, if not all of them, but there's usually a pretty clear, I really most value blank. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is physical touch far and away. And then basically everything else is in the middle and gifts is at the bottom. Ooh. So how is that for you during the pandemic? Same as you just described. It's very frustrating to not be touching anyone. It's fucking hard. So frustrating. Jesus Christ. 
I feel like there should be those like pillows, you know, body pillows. Yes. Yeah. Something. How would you rate your sex drive compared to the average woman's same higher, lower? Well, I think I'm back to my original answer earlier is that mine is really variable, right? I can go months of abstinence and, you know, when in a, you know, partnered up thing with somebody I really have a ton of chemistry with, like even years in, we were two or three times a day, if not more. Nice. So it's really, really variable. When you say it's variable, does it depend on anything like your mood or your hormones? It depends on the guy. Got it. I don't know. I feel like I have a really high sex drive, but I don't know if that's not normal. Do you think it's not normal? Am I normal? I don't think it's normal. Piggybacking off what Dee said, I uh, have a really high sex drive when I'm really into a person and that's not abnormal. And I think that there's a weird fallacy or just misunderstanding that men supposedly have higher sex drives than women. You know, women get sexually frustrated during the pandemic, just like men. So we're in the same boat and maybe we just express it in different ways. (laughs) We're all frustrated. Yes. Let's just be real. (laughs) Absolutely. It's okay. (laughs) Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the guys that are listening about how you would like to be interacted with on the dating apps that you're using? I would say my number one suggestion, just in talking to a lot of my girlfriends who have had horrifying, appalling experiences on dating apps that are soul crushing and completely defeating and demoralizing, is to just not be a fucking jerk. Don't be an asshole. Even if you don't like a person, to be gracious and forgiving and a nice person goes a long way. Rule number two, don't ghost people. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Just be an honest person. Follow up. Say, hey, I had a really nice time. I don't think there's a connection. And I I at least appreciate that level of transparency because I always want to know where is your head at and are you on the same page? And usually you can tell, but sometimes you can't. And so it's always just good to be up front. Totally agree to everything you just said. I think the other thing I would really like is to have an actual conversation on the app, some back and forth and some banter, because that really shows me his personality and his wit and his intellect and his cultural awareness. And having one word, one sentence answers is really tiring and turns me off. And I'm like, okay, you can't even string a few words together to get to know me, like ask some questions, tell me about you. And then on the other side, what you were saying, don't be an asshole. It doesn't feel nice when you're on the receiving end. And if you keep giving it, you will be on the receiving end as well. And just stop. Everybody's human. Everybody's imperfect. And we're all trying to be on a dating app to find a connection. I will add on to what you said about the concise, weird one-liners. I agree. That's weird. But also it's weird when people write you a tome. You know what I mean? Essays. I don't want to read Ulysses. I don't want to read that. And also, where is this going? I'm confused. Maybe this is traditionalist, but I'm waiting for them to ask me for my number. I don't offer that up. Call me old fashioned. But I just feel like that should be something the man offers on a dating app, right? Let's get off this goddamn app and just talk to each other. 
And that takes maybe three messages for me. And I actually appreciate when somebody can just cut to the chase because I'm not here to find a pen pal. I don't want a tome. Right. So recently when Greg asked me, are you dating in the pandemic? I was like, let me send you this message I just got today. And it's basically a guy I've been having a fairly normal conversation with. And he said, here's my number. And I said, I prefer to keep it in the app. And then he went on this like two pages of insults and anger and misogynistic bullshit. And I was like, well, wow, I'm glad I didn't give you my number. And often like because of the apps and because I've had my phone number for 15 years now, I would prefer not to give it out until after our first date, actually, in the pre-pandemic days. I don't know what my actual stance on that is today, but a guy who hasn't even had a conversation with me who then is like, let's talk on the phone. I'm like, well, we could talk here and we could even like agree to meet here tomorrow at 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. or midnight or whatever and be back and forth. I don't really know. I have to give you my you know, sort of sacred phone number, and then you can abuse me and I have to block you. And that sucks. And I'm so grateful that I, you know, not grateful, thankful that I didn't give him my number because he was terrible just because I said, I'd like to keep it in the app. Yeah. So just to make sure the app you were talking to him on, did that have a video chat function? I don't know. I can look. It was Bumble. I think so. I think you can actually choose to like, you're open to video date on there. And he just wanted to move it off app. And I was like, "Mm, no. What else would you like if he's saying, I want to get off of purely text back and forth? What other ways would you like to connect? Well, we can totally do Zoom because Zoom is just a meeting ID that gets generated, right? So it's not actually my personal information. And I haven't actually had a stalker, but I have had friends who have had stalkers. And that, you know, is scary for women. And so I don't want to give out my personal information that early. Yeah. So finding other ways to be able to connect that aren't phone numbers is basically what she's saying she'd like to have, guys. Mm -hmm. So if she's saying, "Eh, not a phone number yet, doesn't mean she's not necessarily interested. It just means she is concerned about that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I literally said I'd prefer to keep it on the app, which is different than I don't want to talk to you. It means I want to talk to you on this channel. Definitely. All right. Thank you both so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to What She's Thinking. To help other men find the podcast, please write a review on iTunes. And to get your questions answered, go to debugdating.com questions. Finally, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. What else you'd like to hear? Anything that you think would make it better? Feel free to email me at greg at debugdating.com. Thanks and stay safe out there.